So Honor Mornings really just came about very organically as a way of wanting to share something with the world that really helped me and made me feel amazing and transformed my relationship with my body and my mind and the way I relate to myself. And I just wanted to share it with everyone and make them feel just as good. Welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss. Happy Seek the Joy Thursday because we are coming at you this week with two new episodes. And I'm so excited because on the podcast today is Kitia Sky. She's the founder of Honor Mornings. And Honor Mornings is a 100% organic, vegan, and sweetener free powdered smoothie mixture. And it has so much good stuff from plant protein to super greens to adaptogenic mushrooms and herbs. It's all meant to nourish the body, mind, and soul. And so I was so excited to sit down with Kitia to have this conversation really about giving back and serving the world through acts of self-love. And this conversation is so timely. We talk about Kitty's journey creating Honor Mornings, the inspiration behind her brand, and creating from a space of service and love, and why it's so important to take the leap and push beyond your fear. Kitty shares her path to self-love, what it's meant for her to define self-love on her own terms, her tips and resources to gain greater self-awareness, and the impact that quarantine has had on her perspective, relationships, and joy. Plus, Kitty shares why it's so important to honor who we are and serve the world through our uniqueness, her favorite compassionate affirmations, the impact of honor mornings, her biggest dream, and so much more. I say that this conversation is timely because there is so much that we can do and give back and be of service when we do it from the space of self-worth and self-love and self-appreciation. But getting to that place is such a journey. And so I'm so excited to share Kitty's story and honor mornings with you. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think about this new episode. So make sure to join the conversation on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. Hit subscribe on on Apple Podcasts, follow along on Spotify, and if you haven't already, leave the show a rating and review. Ratings and reviews not only help the podcast get seen by new people, but it tells them what we're all about. So when you leave that review, take a screenshot and send it to sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com, and I'll send you some goodies to say thank you. Okay, what am I missing? Oh, share the podcast, share this episode with a friend. It is such a powerful one. And I'm so excited because Honor Mornings really represents loving yourself and taking care of your body and your mind and your soul and listening to yourself and following your intuition. And that's really what this episode is all about. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Kitty Sky of Honor Mornings. I'm really excited 
excited to talk to you because I know what you've created with Honor Mornings is really inspired by your own personal growth and your own journey yeah. with wellness and self-love. And so I would love to dive into that. Where where would be a good place to start to talk about talk about your journey? My journey, I think it starts back in New York City. Before I moved to Los Angeles, I was working in an advertising agency. Um, my client was this big luxury beauty brand as well as Aflac. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I was just, you know, the typical New York advertising girl working my booty off. And I always thought that this is what I wanted to do. Um, and then one day it just hit me where I was like, I don't feel happy. I don't feel healthy. I was just working so hard. And then at nighttime meeting my friends and having drinks and eating bad food every day you, you have this moment where you're like, wow, I always thought that this is what I wanted to do. And now I just fell out of love with this career mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do with myself. And I started taking acting classes just for fun as a way to learn to loosen up and just be more authentic because anyone knows who's in like these nine to five jobs that sometimes you get a little bit trapped within yourself mm-hmm. and they don't really allow for that much authenticity or creative expression. So these acting classes kind of changed my life because they're almost a form of therapy where I learned to really be more vulnerable and really be more authentic and have fun. And then, um, when I moved to Los Angeles, I continued acting and I continued my journey with, um, wellness and experimenting with healthy foods and smoothies just because I was realizing the amazing impact they were having on my body and my mood. So on our mornings really just came about very organically as a way of wanting to share something with the world that really helped me and made me feel amazing and transformed my relationship with my body and my mind and the way I relate to myself. And I just wanted to share it with everyone and make them feel just as good. I love this because, and I've said this so many times, but what we create, what we share with the world um, is always, I found at least for me, has been a representation of something that I've gone through or something that I've experienced. And then wanting to share that experience or that thing um, with others because it had such, you know, like a profound impact on me and on my life. And so at what point did you decide, okay, I'm making these smoothies, I'm, I'm creating something that's making me feel good. At what point did you decide, okay, it's, it's time to share it with the world? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, being an actress, I, I constantly felt like I was asking for things and I was constantly asking for meetings and auditions and jobs. And it put me in this low energy of feeling like I'm always begging for things. And I was talking to some friends, my therapist saying, why is, why is nothing coming to me? Why am I just asking, asking, I'm not receiving anything that I want. And she said, because you're not serving, you're not giving like the, you're out of balance right now. What are you giving? How are you serving the world? And I I thought about it and I'm like, "I, I guess with my talent and my art, I don't know. But she's like, what are you actually putting out into the world? So Honor Mornings really was something that I wanted to put out into the world to give. And it really wasn't about making money. It wasn't about anything other than maybe this is something that I could try putting out into the world because it's something that is pure. My intention behind it is pure and loving. And I did. And the amazing thing about that is when you put something out there without wanting anything back in return, 
um, it comes <laughs> because people can sense that. It's almost like you put something out there because of the pure love of it and the pure joy that it brings you. And you take the stakes out when you put more right. pressure on yourself for there to be like a specific outcome or, you know, whether that be money or, or you know, how many like items you're going to sell or how many people you're going to reach, it changes sort of the energetics of it. At least that's what I found. And it sounds like that's what you're saying too. And yeah, I found that for myself too. The more I take the pressure off, the more I take the stakes out, the more I just let myself have fun with whatever it is that I'm creating or sharing. It's a totally different experience. Totally. Yeah. And now the question is just like, let's look at our lives and everything that we're doing and ask ourselves, how can we just like serve with this? How can can we turn this around and be about let's, how do I share my gifts? How do I help others instead of like, Oh, how do I make money or how do I get success or any of these like I guess, wrong intentions, they might be called. Yeah, it's a really interesting question that you just posed is how can I serve the world? How can I serve others? Because I think right now in the middle of this sort of definite global pandemic that we're all experiencing and we're experiencing it differently depending on where we are in the world. So many of us, I think, are asking ourselves those questions. How can I better be of service? What can I do to help someone else, whether that be my neighbor or uh, my community? And so to find something for yourself that allows you to serve in that way, um, I think it's amazing. And for you, what was that experience in that journey like coming to that space within yourself of, okay, I I'm going to now start serving because that question your therapist asked you is so is so interesting and what she shared with you I think is a is almost like a perspective shift that maybe not all of us experience or not all of us are asked to to make that shift. Yeah. Yeah, we started talking about how I think that each of us are born with our own unique talents and gifts. And I think that's truly why we're put on this earth is to express those unique talents and gifts because we all have something, um, whether it's silly, we consider it to be silly or something we're very proud of. And I think this life is really about honing in and realizing what are my talents and gifts and how can I put them out there? Because once we pass that unique specific talent and gift is, Mm -hmm. is gone. And you want to use this life to really express it. And once you're also expressing your talents and gifts, you're also, you have that confidence in yourself because you're like, wow, this is something I'm good at. And then you can express different talents and gifts. So for us, it was just a journey of how do I serve the world with my uniqueness, with something that I have that I can put out there. And for me, it was just like, I love wellness. I'm passionate about helping others. I'm passionate about feeling good. And maybe this is something I can try putting out there. And the problem with that at the time was I almost didn't want to put honor out there because it was something that I was enjoying every single day Mm -hmm. um, for six years with my husband. And it was so special to us that for me, almost selling it, I was worried it was going to change the energy of like, oh no, now it's like a business. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. Did it, did it have that effect though? Did it change the energy for you or did it sort of allow it to like, uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah. Did it change the energy for you in that negative way that you anticipated or did it allow you to continue to grow, um, and continue to honor yourself and your family? Yeah, I definitely didn't have that energy. I was worried it was going to have great. that. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, the energy of like, Oh God, I have to read books mm-hmm. for school. Now I don't want to read them anymore. <laughs> it yeah. didn't. 
That's great. Yeah, we were worried that um, I had been following adaptogens and smoothies for a while. And my concern, my second concern when I launched Honor was that um, it's too late. It's too late. Like this market has already peaked. If I had launched like two years ago or one year ago, Mm -hmm. this would have been a thing. But now that there's this huge abundance of uh, adaptogen based smoothies all over, especially Los Angeles. And I was worried that it was really going to get lost, but it was actually interesting because I'm finding that when I'm talking to a lot of people and introducing them to honor mornings, a lot of people are still not familiar with adaptogens. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's good for me because I could be part of that narrative of helping people introduce them to this really delicious and potent ingredient. Yeah. That's so interesting what you shared about am I too late? Is the market already really saturated? And I think that's that, that statement right there is such a barrier to entry for so many people, regardless of what it is, if it's entrepreneurship or starting a business or starting a podcast or a blog, there's so many people doing what you want to do, or they're in the space that you want to be in. What was that experience like for you sort of having that realization? And then I imagine saying to yourself, no, actually I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I think it might've been an excuse. I think it might for me have been a fear-based excuse of like me feeling scared to put something out there. So I was telling myself, Oh no, I can't because of this reason or because of this reason. (laughs) And then I think it was just, it was funny because we kind of took the leap, um, when the product wasn't even ready, when, it was just a single packet because on our mornings, they're packets that you rip open, which is unique because I would always travel with, um, all of these jars of product that would take up room in my suitcase. So I wanted something that was flat and easy to travel with. So we, I launched with the packet before we even had the packaging out there. Hmm. I kind of launched when it was a premature, not even a finished looking product. Yeah. And people seem to gravitate towards it. So then I was like, okay, this is good. I should keep going. I was getting that confirmation that this is something that the world wanted and there was room for in the market. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of this saying of start before you're ready and to just put the thing out there. Because if you wait for everything to be perfect. You might be waiting for a really, a really long time. So I love that you actually just put it out there when you, you felt like it was ready to put out there, regardless of what stage of the packaging or the branding, um, that you were, that you were in. Yeah, totally. And I look back and I'm just like, kind of embarrassed. I'm like, why did anyone want me to do like to participate? Like it, there wasn't even a box for it. There were just these like single leaf packets, but I guess they saw something in it that was pure. Yeah. I think it goes back to the intention and the mission behind what you're doing. I think about this for myself all the time, because when I started this podcast, I had no idea what the heck I was doing. Like truly no idea. The first couple episodes, the audio is horrible. And I'm like, I feel that way too. Like I look back and I'm like, Oh, why did I even share? Why did I even share those episodes? And the social media was terrible. But it's a learning process and it's a journey. And those baby yeah. steps at the beginning where you're just getting your feet wet for the first time and you're learning about yourself through your business, through that process of sharing, um, I wouldn't trade it for the world because I learned so much about myself and about my own fears and my own limitations. And oh. I'm curious for you, 
with this journey that you've been on with Honor Mornings and your own wellness journey and now this real entrepreneurial journey, what yeah. has it been like for you to push past those excuses that you mentioned or push past those fears to really empower yourself and allow yourself to step forward in what it is that you've created? Because yeah. like you said, like we can put up so many excuses and decide like, I'm not going to do it because of this or someone else is already doing it. So yeah, I would love to talk about talk about this aspect of your journey um, because I know for all of us it's different, but it's, I think it's really, it's really important to talk about. Yeah, thank you. That's a good question. Um, for me, it's really just given me tremendous, deep self-confidence mm-hmm. knowing that I, someone who didn't study marketing or business can have an idea and actually turn it into a product that is now sold at like my dream retailer, Erwan Market, and just gives me this idea of this confidence that I can do anything. Mm -hmm. I can truly do anything and I can make it successful and I can make it valuable. And now I'm just getting excited thinking about like, oh my gosh, I want to produce content. I want to write. Um, What else can I create? What else can I sell? What else can I serve? And again, it goes back to just once you start lighting those internal fires of self-confidence and start sharing your gifts, it makes you more valuable. It makes you really step into your power. Yeah. And you're, you're stepping into your power and you're really owning your own light and helping other people step into their power too and encouraging other people. And I think that's what we're put on this earth to do is just own our power and help other people own their own power too. And just really create. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that so far since you've launched and shared on our mornings? Have you seen that impact that this impact that you felt for yourself? Have you seen that reflected in other people that you meet or, you know, are using your product? Well, yeah, definitely. Because I feel like I have changed as a person. Um, and once you change, you start attracting what you mm-hmm. are. So the people that I am attracting now in my life are also people who are creative, who, um, want to help the world. And I'm definitely now surrounding myself with this beautiful tribe of people that are just divine creators. Yeah. I love that. I think it's such an important part of this journey is that as you begin to shift and change and honor yourself more and Mm -hmm. get to, I think that that process of honoring yourself is really a process of getting to know yourself. And so the more that you get to know yourself, you get a sense of like who in your life feels good and who in your life doesn't feel so good. And then you start to even attract people who are very much on that same, that same wavelength. And it's amazing just where, how things shift, the more that you, the more that you do honor yourself and really dive deep into that, into that journey for yourself. Oh my gosh, totally. I was actually just thinking about that yesterday because being in quarantine um, and having all of this, I guess, silence and room to think, um, I was having phone calls with some of my old friends and I was telling my husband after I hung up the phone, like something in my body just did not feel good talking Mm -hmm. to these people. I didn't feel, I I lost energy. I kind of got like kind of down. I wanted to get off the phone and there was no reason for it. Like what they were, they weren't saying anything wrong, but it was almost like my body was picking up on something energetically that did not feel right. And I'm learning the importance of just really listening to that and honoring those feelings. Like if something or someone does not feel right, maybe it's time to step away from those relationships and go towards only the relationships that make you feel uplifted and confident and good. 
Yeah, I think quarantine has brought a lot of those realizations on, at least for me yeah. too. It's, yeah. it's so interesting because, you know, your our lives have changed so much in two, three months, whatever it's been. I'm losing track of time uh-huh. um, that our lives have shifted. You know, our day to day has changed. And so our own moods, our perspective, um, how we're coping and dealing with stress and anxiety and everything that this has sort of brought up, um, yeah. I think it has a much deeper impact than than we were even realizing. Yeah, my biggest realization has been that a lot of my friendships have been unpure. My intentions have been unpure, especially mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Like I had a lot of friends where I was like, oh, I want to be friends with this person because they're really successful or they could help me with this. And my and then when it comes down to, do I really like this person? Hmm. Like, do they really feel safe around them? Do I trust them? I don't know if the answer was yes. So I think that after being in this womb of like being in a space where we can truly just be ourselves because we don't have to be on because we're not really spending time with anyone. Mm-hmm. And now going back to those friendships to me, it just doesn't even seem like a possibility because I knew that my intentions were not pure. And I only want to surround myself now with people that I know love me and accept me for who I really am. And I want to offer that back in exchange. So I think that my mentality has just shifted around what I'm looking for in regards to people and relationships. Yeah, I think having that realization is key. And then just continuing to remind yourself of that. Are are there any tools or things that you rely on um, that have helped you through this sort of awareness journey that you've been touching on um, that have allowed you to get to know yourself a little bit better? Because even that realization that you just shared right now, I think it's so reflective of actually really being in tune with who you are and and getting to know yourself. So yeah, are there any tools or resources or, or things that you've done that have really allowed you to continue to tap back into yourself that way? Yeah, I was actually journaling about this yesterday. Um, I think that one of the reasons I allowed those relationships to happen, those friendships that I did not feel um, the people loved me and accepted me fully and wholly was because I wasn't loving and accepting myself fully and wholly. So I was looking for relationships that kind of mimicked how I felt about myself mm-hmm. because I was only accepting part of myself. And I was, there was a shadow self, I guess that was being rejected. So some of the tools and activities that I've been doing in quarantine, I've been journaling a lot. And I, this came out of a conversation I had with my husband where I was on a zoom call once and they asked me to introduce myself and suddenly I got very like on suddenly I like had this weird voice and I was being like weirdly energetic. And he was like, you're not being yourself. You do who you are is enough. And I started thinking about why do I feel the need to sometimes put on or add a little extra to who I am. So during quarantine, I've been on a mission to really convince myself that who I am is enough. So I can come out of this just feeling more confident. So I've been really journaling a lot. I've been reading a lot too. I have this beautiful book I'm reading. It's called Shakti. I'm not really quite sure Shakti awareness or something. It's about like goddess meditations and -hmm. just really owning the goddesses that we are. And also I've been dancing a lot. Mm -hmm. I've been putting on music and like doing like free form, getting 
wild and crazy in my living room. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I, I love what you shared too about what your husband said, that who you are is enough. You don't have to add, uh, and you also don't have to take away just who you are at your core is enough. And yeah. I, I, I experience this too, where sometimes in the moment, I feel like I need to, sh- to turn myself on. I yeah. need to show up a little bit differently. For me, it's been a journey of accepting that fact that who I yeah. am as I am is enough. And it goes back to, for me at least, this journey of, of self-love and self-acceptance. Yeah. Um, and so I would love to talk to you a little about a little bit about that, if we can, about this element of self-love and, and really coming and working towards getting to this place of knowing that you're enough just as you are, because we all, I think, struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much content and media um, focused on improving yourself, I think, in the wellness space for sure. Um, yeah. But then there are these messages too that what, what you and I have been sharing, which is that you don't really need to do anything more. Who you are is enough. And so balancing those two, uh, for me at least, in this wellness mindfulness space has been, um, it's been an interesting adventure <laughs> to yeah. say the least. So I would love to talk a little bit about about your self-love journey um, and, and what that's been like for you. It sounds like quarantine has really allowed you to dive dive deeper into that. Yeah, totally. Um, I think quarantine has been life-changing in that sense because I didn't even realize how much before quarantine when I was out with like my friends or people business-related, I would be turning it on and I would kind of be faking it. And I would kind of be this version of myself that I thought I was acceptable or was lovable. And it's only when I'm at home, usually by myself, not even with my husband, do I feel the most at peace mm-hmm. because nothing has to be turned on and I just feel safe in my own company. And I think it's been a couple of months of that, three months of just feeling safe and not feeling the need to turn anything on that makes it kind of unacceptable to feel the need to turn it on. And going back to that Zoom call, I was on the Zoom call and he was like, let's all introduce ourselves. And it came around to me and I was like this weird version of myself. And he's like, tell us a fun fact. And I lied. (laughs) I lied. I was like, because I felt that I had nothing exciting or interesting about myself. I I get it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to say something that's going to be the funniest thing in the room and whatever. Everyone's going to laugh and they're all going to like me. And then my husband heard that and he kind of came down and he was just like, what, what wasn't true? Why, who was that person? You were so weird. And then even my manager wrote to me and she's like, were you nervous? What was wrong? And I was like, I thought I came across as so likable and so fun. And then I actually wrote to that guy who posted the zoom, who was hosting the zoom call. And I wrote to him and I was honest and I was like, look, I was feeling insecure and I was weird. And I felt kind of embarrassed because he was someone I wanted to get to know in my mm-hmm, life. He was mm-hmm. like a really important person. And I was like, will you have a zoom call with me? I, and I said, I promise this time there'll be no BS. I promise this time it'll be just me and in my vulnerability. And I'm not going to put anything on. Will you do that with me? <laughs> Cause people can sense when you're being fake and it's not attractive. People want to get away from that. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I get it. In that, that level of vulnerability that you shared with him, I can't help but think that that in itself is an act of self-love. Um, yeah. Realizing where you were and that moment of insecurity and how you felt, and then making that conscious decision in the moment to say, actually, that wasn't me and that didn't feel good. And I'm going to reach out and say something. I think that in itself is a moment of honoring yourself and honoring your truth and, and a real and a real act of self-love. Totally. And the thing is, when my husband told me that, I actually like really fought it because the ego wants to control how you come across mm-hmm. and the ego wants to be like, keep itself safe. So I fought it. I was like, what are you talking about? That's just me. <laughs> and everyone likes it. And he was just like, okay, whatever you say. And then it took me a couple of days. Of, like, it really triggered me. It really triggered my ego being like, what are you saying? This is what I need to do. And then I journaled about it. And then I was like, oh my God, he's totally right. Maybe it is time to drop these ego related defense mechanisms that I put up, Mm -hmm. which is wanting to come across or act a certain way. And maybe it's time to just really show who I am. And since then, one of the activities I've been doing every single day is I have like a hundred affirmations I say, Hmm. but few of them are like, they say, even though a small part of me feels scared and small, I'm still safe and I'm loved anyway. Or even though a small part of me wants to put something on for love or approval, I'm still enough. Or even though a small part of me feels I need to succeed or, or accomplish things for love and approval, I'm still enough just for existing. Mm, those are beautiful. Where Did you come up with those or did you find those? I, I love those. That's beautiful. Yeah, I read this beautiful book by, I think it was Lois Hay, Louise Hay, and it's about affirmations. And it's really beautiful because it talks about the process of affirmations work because you first start saying them. And then for a couple of days, the mind is like, this is great. I feel so confident. <laughs> and then it kind of wears off just like anything does. And you start, it's like you're washing a dish and it gets all foamy at first. Mm-hmm. And then all the dust and all the dirt comes up to the surface and you got to keep washing it. And then it finally washes off. And it's the same thing for affirmations. Like you say them at first and then they feel good. And then you keep saying them. And then the subconscious starts releasing these thoughts that it has, which is like, no, I don't feel that way. Actually, I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel good enough. And you got to keep saying them. But the key is not to just bombard your head with, I feel this way. I am beautiful. The key is compassionate affirmations. Mm. So you say, even though a small part of me feels this way, I'm still enough. I'm still loved. I'm still beautiful. I love that. You've got to build that self-love muscle because at first it feels really good. It's like when you do like a workout, like you feel really good and then you're really sore and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. It doesn't feel good, but you have to keep, you have to keep exercising and flexing those muscles. And it's a process of retraining your brain and your thought process. And, and eventually, you know, it does, like you shared, it changes how you feel about yourself. But I love what you said. The key is compassion. And the key is, is that element of self-love, self-forgiveness, self-compassion, self-honoring that comes from, you know, continuing to sort of make yourself uncomfortable in the moment. Um, and then over time, it, it, it feels more comfortable. It, it almost feels like, you know, the skin you're in um, and you don't have to force it anymore. Yeah, totally. I think that's beautiful. It's so interesting that our conversation has sort of taken this direction because I know with Honor Mornings, you share um, that every meal, 
every smoothie that you have is is this act of self-love because you are honoring your body in that moment by filling it with good nutrients and adaptogens and and things that will um honor your body and your vitality and make you feel good. And so I'd love it to know, know, how do you define self-love for yourself? Is it really tied to that element of honoring yourself? Yeah, I think it really is. And I'm really passionate about self-love because I feel like I haven't really had much of it most of my life. I get it. Yeah. And I truly couldn't understand why I was like, I had a good upbringing. I'm not bad looking. Why do I just not like myself? And it was almost like this internal feeling of pain all the time, or I was just like, I want to release this pain. I want to feel good inside my own, my own body. And it wasn't a physical thing about like my, how my body looked, but it was just feeling kind of just scared all the time. I'm scared to be who I really am in my most authentic self. So for me, I feel like my purpose on earth is to find my self love. I think that when I was born not feeling I was born with these insecurities because I think I'm meant to overcome them so I can help myself and others. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's very interesting because for so many of us, it's not like self-love was something we were taught when we were really little, unless we had parents that were super in tune and this was something that they learned about or, or thought about. And I think it'll be very interesting for sort of our generation when we have children or um, what that experience will be like be like sharing wellness and sharing self-love and mindfulness. And I think it's going to be a totally uh, different experience and upbringing for so many people. But yeah, I didn't grow up knowing anything about self-love. And it wasn't something that was in my vocabulary until probably my early to middle twenties. And so that journey for me too has been, it's been challenging, but I think it's Um, it's very empowering to have that awareness of yourself and then push past it and work towards greater self-love and greater Um, self-acceptance. And then, like you said, you can share that journey with other people um, and have an impact that way. And and I think, yeah, there's always a purpose in the difficulty or a purpose in the disconnection. Um, It allows you to to serve in a different way and share and, and connect in a different way. Totally. And I just remembered one other thing I wanted to add to that was, um, what does self-love mean? And for me, it means I grew up in, I actually grew up in a household where my mom actively practiced self-love and she practiced, like Mm -hmm. we were listening to self tape, uh, help tapes in the cars instead of the radio. And very into it. But, um, the self tape that we were practicing self love, <laughs> self tape, the self love <laughs> that we were practicing was just, I love myself and I accept myself. And I was finding that that for me wasn't working. What I needed to do was instead of just tell, cause a lot of like social media and a lot of wellness brands right now just make it sound so easy. They just say, just love yourself and just yeah. do that. And it'll be easy, but it's not that easy because what you have to do is you have to embrace all of your qualities and love them. So for me, that was like looking at those dark parts of myself that I didn't accept and becoming friends with them. For me, that was saying, it's okay to be sad. I grew up wanting to be happy all the time. I was taught to be happy. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn in my adult life to be like, it is okay to feel sad it is okay to feel angry. Like those emotions are just as accepted as joy. 
it is okay to feel down or is it okay? It's okay to feel insecure or embarrassed. Like I accept all of those emotions within myself. I accept myself as a whole instead of thinking that love self-love just means I'm always positive. I'm always happy. Mm-hmm. I lift the rock within myself and I let all the bugs run out from underneath it. Mm-hmm. And I accept all those dark little corners within myself and I just accept it all. So it's kind of a hard and difficult journey because you have to look at the parts of yourself that you've really been rejecting mm-hmm. and you have to tell those parts like you are safe. You can exist within me. And like, I love you. Yeah. I wish, I wish everyone could see my face right now because I'm just like, yes, this is it. Because my biggest frustration for so long has been the conversation around self-love, around self-acceptance, even around vulnerability makes yeah. it sound like it's something you can just turn on like a light switch. And that was never my experience. I've had to work almost really hard to get to that space of, like you said, yes, yes, major therapy, like lifting up the rock, letting all the bugs come out, looking at the bugs, loving the bugs, holding them, accepting them, and just emerging with like who I am. And so I'm so, so grateful and thankful that you brought that up because I really think that is what the self-love journey is. And it also goes back to knowing that who you are is enough. There's nothing more you have to do, but kind of balancing and knowing the two go hand in hand is such a process and a journey. And so I'm so, I'm so happy that you said that because there is a lot of content and messaging out there that makes it sound like it's as easy as just turning the light off. And it is not, (laughs) it It is totally not. Totally. And I think that also goes back to products. It's like there right now, there's so many companies and brands that are trying to monetize off of this self-love idea. And you can just sense which ones are authentic, and which ones are inauthentic. The ones that are just saying, Oh, I love yourself and do this. And this will help you get there versus the ones that just feel different in your body. The ones that you can tell the, yeah. the creators, the founders have really done the work and what they're putting out there is really just like a love child of everything they've gone through. Yeah. Like a reflection of that inner work that you've done. And I think that's what I was so excited about with what you've done with Honor Mornings is that it really is a reflection of this inner work that you've done, that you've, the time and the energy and the years, I think, right, that you've taken to really nourish your own mind and your own body and your own soul to then share that to share that with others. And so, yeah, it goes back to the intention and the mission. Like we talked about at the very beginning of the things that we create and how they come from our own personal experiences. Yeah, totally. So when someone picks up your product, when they um, pick up a packet of honor mornings and they include it in their smoothie, Mm -hmm. um, what do you hope that they experience or that they take from that experience of really honoring themselves in that, in that moment? I hope that in that moment, because of the ingredients that we have, and the ingredients are like mucuna, which helps, it's L-dopamine boosting, it helps you feel happy, and there's maca, which gives you natural energy, and there's reishi that relaxes the body. I hope that they can have a moment of just feeling at ease Mm -hmm. and feeling comfortable with themselves for that one moment, and they can just feel a sense of just their authenticity. Because for me, a lot of the ingredients that I have in Honor Mornings are the ones that have helped me um, deal with a lot of things. Because I usually wake up feeling stressed out. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I wake up 
anxiety every day. And I have to do a lot of different things to in the morning to just kind of relax myself. So I'll say my affirmations and I'll meditate. And I think I, I see it as putting up my defenses and like just getting myself ready for the day. And after I do those things, I feel safe and I feel at ease and I feel comfortable with myself. So a lot of the ingredients in honor mornings are designed to help people do those same things, to help people feel relaxed, to feel at ease, to feel like their best self. So I just imagine someone sitting on the couch, drinking it. And for those couple of moments, just feeling like their truest self, because those ingredients are truly designed mm-hmm. to help you connect with yourself. Yeah, I, I love this because it just so beautifully sums up our conversation. Taking that time, taking that moment to connect with yourself and being in quarantine, I think is such a unique experience. And so yeah. I'm excited to see more people incorporate honor mornings into into that moment of honoring themselves and that act of self-love and, and nourishing themselves. And before we go, I, I have to ask you the question that yeah. I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. And that is, what is your biggest dream? My biggest dream. Uh, this is sounds so simple, but I just really want to make people happy. Hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons I was put on this earth is to make people happy. And I want to, whether that's creating content or producing something that makes people laugh, but I just want to make people feel happy and I want to help people love themselves. It's so beautiful because that element of wanting to share that self-love and that joy with others, I think so deeply comes from having that experience within yourself and cultivating, I think that greater joy, you know, within yourself. And would you say that the process of building honor mornings and sharing it and, and having conversations even like these and, and connecting with others, has it allowed you to feel more joy or to step into more joy in your life? Oh, definitely. It's definitely helped me step into more joy because once you connect with yourself and you honor yourself then, and you realize that you really are just love and divinity mm-hmm. <laughs> and magnificence. And it is really our purpose to share our magnificence and walk in it. Honor has really helped me step into my joy. I love that because the more you share it, the more it will grow. And so what are you most excited about when it comes to the impact of Honor Mornings and and seeing it grow and touch more people's lives? And I think especially given 2020 being kind of like a different transformative year, where do you see the impact of, of Honor Mornings going and growing? I think it's definitely, it's kind of, it's interesting. Honor's been in alignment with the quarantine and what's been happening because a lot of people have been wanting to really take care of themselves, have a strong immune. Um, and also a lot of people have been having these like awakenings and epiphanies moments Mm -hmm. of enlightenment while in quarantine about wanting to take care of themselves and take care of the ones they love. So Honor mornings, I, I get so excited about all the things, all the different ways that it can grow. And this kind of goes back to the morning anxiety where I'm just like, oh my God, there's 17 things I want to do, <laughs> but everything has to be done. I'm learning the importance of patience this year totally. <laughs> and just kind of doing things at a comfortable pace instead of leaping into everything. So I get so excited when I think about all the different ways I want honor to grow because I start thinking about like, wellness stores and restaurants and like a home and like a different, uh, we actually are, we're going to have like a, 
I would love to have you on it. We're going to have like a content channel interviewing oh, cool. some of our favorite people in the self-love community. And I just really want it to continue to grow, to be a tool for people to just love and express different parts of themselves. Mm. I love it. It's going to be, and it already has been just a total conduit for people to, um, step into that greater self-love and self-care and honoring themselves. And so I'm so excited to continue to see what you do and, and even to be part of it in some small way. So thank you so much for being here and having this conversation with me. I'm so, I'm so grateful that it was centered around self-love. And I think at a time when so much, so many of us are really choosing to step more deeply into that. So where can everyone find you and honor mornings and, and learn more? Yeah, right now we sell, um, if you're based in California or Los Angeles County, we sell at Air One Market, all five Air One Markets, um, as well as um, this beautiful meditation den called the Mind Dream Malibu, as well as we sell online. Um, and other retailers that we are going to be announcing soon. So yeah, follow us on Instagram at Honor Mornings or Twitter at Honor Mornings and um, keep posted for exciting updates. Perfect. I'll <laughs> include everything in the show notes. It will be so easy for everyone to find you. And thank you so much for, for doing this with me. I think the mission behind what you're doing and really giving back and I think serving the world through these acts of self-love is beautiful and transformative. So I'm so excited to share this. Thank you. Yeah. And if there's one message I would love for people to get from this conversation is just thinking about how can, especially during this transformative, unique time, how can I give? What do I have within me that I can give to the world to help others? And maybe it's just making a list of here are all my talents or things I'm good at. And how can I maybe put those into the world to for other people to help other people or to help other people love themselves or help other people going through a hard time? I think 2020 is really a time of helping and coming together be the helper and look for the helpers and continue to share who you are and help